What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? job trevor all right welcome to the two lonely boys in a canoe podcast i am chris evans also known as gravel shits with me today is always my best friend cohort uh hetero life mate uh <laughs> trevor Olstrom. also known as gorgeous george yeah. thanks for being here with us guys it's good yeah. to, it's good to be here again and be shooting the shit and what a day, man. It's good to be alive. What about you, Trevor? How you feeling? With your bandaged up foot. Oh, <laughs> Why don't you tell the folks what just happened to you a few oh, minutes man. ago? Well, uh, first off, that was um, some to- that was the, the song Tosh by ZZ Top. So they're blue, doing blue sync tape. But yeah, uh, just 30 Shout minutes ago. Shout out blues. Yeah. 30 minutes ago, I was uh, just got made a store run after doing woodworking yeah I just cleaned my bathroom really thoroughly he was getting clean yeah and I was like all right I'll be careful and I still stepped carefully and I immediately slipped and my foot on right right where the meat of uh, where the big where the little toe meets the foot slammed into the sharp edge of the um, the drain for the shower and sliced it open and I uh, bled for 10 minutes straight even banging it so, may I ask, were you drunk when you were cleaning? When I was cleaning or when I showered? When you were cleaning. I No, I cleaned yesterday. I cleaned the shower yesterday. So how'd you slip in the shower, taking a shower? Yeah, because it was super clean and there was no more traction of grip. Because <laughs> I you cleaned, cleaned it, it too good? I cleaned it so well that my foot immediately went whoop and slipped like a fucking cartoon character on a banana peel and slammed in full force and yeah and I, I kicked pretty well I immediately slammed right into it and I was like motherfucker let me, let me just give you folks the visual because uh, obviously we don't have a video component right now big boy Trevor's about 6'3 6'4 250 big boy um, he uh, he has a shower the same size as mine and I mean our showers aren't that large no. so it's funny that well it's not funny it's crazy that you slipped on a clean tub have you never cleaned a bathroom uh no have you ever not had a bathroom clean before i have and i never slipped like that before oh and it's crazy because i work a job where i carry heavy sharp things on ground that's wet sometimes the irony never had an issue and then this time day off hits me the irony maybe it's the universe reminding you that you're not invincible there bud Oh, it, it does that every day. Every day I have heartburn or my knees are sore. A oh, little bit man. more every day. Today, when I was when I was working on the guitar stand for my friend, um, at one point I had to stop because my heartburn was just killing me. I was like, "Fuck!" I had to stop. You know what got me last night? It was eating one too many of those eclairs. Those were great. One too many though. Oh, the sugar. That's too much sugar. Yeah. Wait, wait, a lot of sugar. I had bought some eclairs last night, and we had a few of them, and I ate one too many. And but the barbecue chicken sandwich, that thing mixed with like two and a half eclairs, I was just like, uh, <laughs> I thought your foot was a bottle. I was like, hold on. <laughs> I got enough problems in my foot, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, uh, I like cheese. <laughs> I have no idea, man. I, that was so funny. Just heartburn or just it was it was one of those things. I was like spitting. I had acid in my stomach, oh, and I was just like, oh, I'm not acid. gonna I'm not gonna feel good until I get up and puke. So I was like, just go throw up, and it was just all acid. Uh. It was just a combination <laughs> of sugar and barbecue sauce mixture. By the way, if you guys don't know, Chris is actually a Komodo dragon, and he uh, he spits acid sometimes. He, he just like a Komodo dragon, his saliva will melt your soul and your um, and your vehicle. So yeah. And just to let you folks know, he has acid spitting. I keep fast. my lighters pretty lit. 
You know, I, I turn up, <laughs> I get these cheapo lighters, and I Hell always yeah. break into them and turn up the volume on the gas. Turn so up. the butane's three times as long as it needs to be. So that when you need a small flamethrower, <laughs> like oh, you only you only need a, you only need one birthday candle. It I'm lighting all the candles yeah. now. You imagine just sitting there and somebody's like, "Hey, I need to light this cigarette," and you're like, "I got gotcha. you." <laughs> They're like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Burn it, burn the eyebrows off of them and shit. I I know I had a roommate that had a torch that was he it had it had like been cracked. So it made it it made it much stronger because it cracked the control all the way up to all the way. So every year it I cranked mean, it up to eleven. Yeah, cranked it up to eleven. So I turned it on, dude. It was like almost like having a fucking butane torch or a mini oxyacetylene torch. It was like, oh, I feel like I'm at work right now. Like he he had me light this joint, didn't warm me. It just went whoosh. I was like, oh <laughs> shit. I was like, bro, why did you just hand me a dragon? Yeah, I had a friend that did that to me before too. Like he, had, and it's kind of common sometimes, especially with crack lighters. Um, oh, good old crack lighters. Yeah, they they just turn the volume up on the fucking butane. Hey, and you want to get higher and get high, lose your clothes, and go rob a store all in the next ten minutes? Let's go. Like that's what that lighter said. Oh, did somebody get addicted to crack? Oh, oh somebody get addicted to crack. Oh, <laughs> your fan doesn't talk to you anymore. Oh. They're covered in scars because you got in a fight with a bunch of people on the street. Oh, yeah. I love that from It's Always Sunny, where there, where Charlie started stealing Frank's money, and they got rich, and they were riding around in limos and tuxes with prostitutes, and uh, fucking uh, oh fuck, D and. Uh, Dennis got addicted to crack and yeah. we're off the system. Yeah, I've sitting seen there that. singing on the front porch. Baby, you got, got what, what I need. need. They got a couple forties. Yeah, <laughs> he's just friend. no. I, I love that episode. So funny. Oh, did somebody get addicted to crack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't get a whole lot of sympathy. Yeah, no, it was a. Uh, it was a pretty crazy thing to come home to and see your foot bleeding, but I think that sometimes the world's got to let you know to slow it down, man. <laughs> well, I was like, shower, gonna go do this thing. I had been, I started moving around around one thirty, and then the um, putting putting the bottom of that. Trevor on took the, the top of his coffin off. He's like, because <laughs> I. Do, <laughs> I do sleep like a vampire. If you ever like walk up, as you know, I literally do sleep like this sometimes. I'll just sit up. man, is that you? (laughs) He man, think you can get away? The power of gray skull. I mean, the power of gay skull. You and all those hunky men over there. (laughs) The only pussy you're riding is a tiger. (laughs) Oh shit. Yeah. But yeah, no, your your foot seems to be okay, and you seem to be in better spirits now. Uh, you're here. We got Jack. We got food. We got food. Got a beer yeah. in your hand. You seem to be all right. I made uh, stop bitching. <laughs> made good progress on the stand. Yeah. It was interesting. I had to take this chair, take one of the ottomans, flip it over, and then I had to put that on top of it like a seesaw, and then I took boards to to raise it up to where I needed to for it to rest, and then I attached it together. Yeah, it was a process. folks can't see it, but Trevor put in some uh, hours today on a guitar stand he's building for a friend, and it uh, looks bad. It looks bad. Um, and and <laughs> I'm playing. It looks great. No, it looks. It'll like get good. better. I'm gonna put support yeah, looks to, nice. to get it all straightened out. No, it looks good. Uh, the legs on it really do look good. And the wood he got was from a, a, a bed stand. A Our neighbor back, Fred uh, Jonah. backboard. Well, it was yeah. a whole guitar. It was a whole uh, bed frame set. Jonah, yeah. Jonah's entire bed frame. Yeah, you, know? you got rid of it and you took the wood, which is something that a lot of people don't realize is that recycling wood is a good thing. My other guitar stand I took from uh, scrap. No, yeah, I, no, it was scrap wood from a uh, mm-hmm. a deck that was built in the back of Max's bar. Yeah. And the lady, a funny story, when I went to ask about it, the lady... She's like, what are you doing? Yeah, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I just needed a building a guitar stand. Well, get out of here. And then 
she left, and then her Can husband. Can you blame her though? Do you know how many people probably like come up and try to grab shit? And... Yeah, but you. She. It's not like they had it in the property anymore. They had it next to a dumpster in the alleyway. You met a Karen. <laughs> I met a Karen, and that's my dumpster, young man. Yeah, it wasn't even in the dumpsters. Outside of the dumpster. That's my area outside the dumpster, young man. Yeah, I sit there. I was, and I asked her, I was like, "Are you going to use it?" And she's like, "No, but don't take it." And then her husband came out a second later. She she stormed inside. He literally looked around. And he's like, "So what's going on here?" And I explained like, "Well, I am I do work at a cabinet shop. I want to build this for myself." It's like, "All right, man, go ahead and take all of it. Just you know, just do it quickly and uh, have luck. a good day." Yeah, the husband's super chill about it. He's like, "We're not using." It. I was like, "Well, what's the deal?" A woman overreacting. Yeah. Are you are you, oh, are you preaching over? I here? actually asked him. I said, "What's the deal then with her?" And he just rolled his eyes and said, "Women." That's all he said. Women. He told me they be talking. They be talking. So yeah. Oh yeah. Happy uh, Father's Day. Happy and, Father's Day. And happy and Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Yeah. Happy Juneteenth. Yeah. So dad. I always love that that job. like uh, some dude showed up and he's like, "You guys heard? They won the Civil War. The Southern states are free." And the Confederates show up and they're like, get back to work. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, no, we're free men now. And he shoots the guy. He's like, did anybody else hear that? And they were like, no. (laughs) Oh, so we uh, we got a funny guy, huh? We got a funny slave right here. They had to go state by state and beat the shit out of the Confederacy so that they'd give up. Yeah. It was in Galveston, Texas in 65. I don't give a shit if Virginia lost. South Carolina. <laughs> well, it was Galveston, Texas, and it was in uh, like all, it was in June nineteenth, and the Civil War had already been over for two months. But the South was like, "Nope, we ain't telling them shit that we lost the war. Keep going." Well, there had to have been like news of it, but it's so crazy that they were just like, "Yeah, we don't give a shit. We're gonna <laughs> management isn't changing overnight." <laughs> yeah. Well, it reminds me of, like the Nazis. They. They realized a lot of them did go to South America, but there were those that wanted to just keep on plugging. Like, oh yeah, well, you know, lost the war, but we got the right Smart idea. enough to run, not, not dumb enough to get shot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they sort of like, we'll just continue doing this Nazi shit over here in South America. Yeah, where it's, uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the president, I think it was... But South America is one of South America countries. One of their, their presidents happened to be, even though he was, right back. even though he was a guy in charge of Latino country, he was a admirer of Hitler. So he decided to let these You're Nazis me that show somebody up. Somebody that has uh, a lot of power is, is looking up to Hitler. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a guy I know. He used to run the country. Oh, oh. Are we? Uh, a certain guy that likes to hug flags. But anyways. So yeah. Happy uh, Juneteenth and Father's Day, folks. I'm going to bring some uh, local news to y'all. Let's see. It is sunny. And... Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. But yeah, it's it's been rainy back and forth. We've had a very late... Summer starts so far. It's still wanting spring, to be spring. Spring hasn't even existed except for the freaking allergies. Yeah, it's been a lot. Welcome long- to Allergy Town, USA, folks. Not Track Town. It's Allergy Town. Nobody's shooting up out here. They're all getting allergies. They're too busy sneezing and getting their bike stolen. Exactly. You turn around, you sneeze, your bike's gone. <laughs> and also the only tracks that I see, especially in the west part, are like needle tracks because they're all shooting up over there. You know what would be the, the funniest <laughs> thing? Track is like you're, you're, gearing up, you're gearing up for a sneeze and like you can't quite get it out. You're like on the cusp of sneezing. Yeah. So you're waiting. But as you're waiting, your bike's there. And every time you turn or you wince, uh, another part goes uh, missing. Another yeah. one bites the dust. There's the, there's the tire. <laughs> there's the handlebar. There's the seat. There's the bike. God damn it. <laughs> Don't worry. All those people have gone to their nearest pawn shops, bum camps, and been on the bus of all those parts already. You know, already circulated around. How funny would it be I for somebody to steal a bike and immediately turn around and be like, Hey, I just came into the market for this bike. Uh, would you like to buy it? That's my bike. Get the fuck out of here. 
shit. Yeah, well, there's there's enough guys fucked up enough they would. They would dry. Ugh. Sucks about your bike getting stolen, man. But I got this new one that some buddy gave me, and uh, I think you might like it. You mean the one that says Kevin's Ride? And he's like, yeah. So who's Kevin? He's like, I don't know. I'm Kevin, asshole. <laughs> That's funny. So there's a Juneteenth celebration at Alton Baker Park today. So what they do? They line up a bunch of black people and let them loose? <laughs> <laughs> they put fried chicken at the end. The first person to get there, you like, no, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> fucked up, terrible. Trevor, you're racist. You're the one that made the joke about him running around the park. <laughs> what are you going to do on Juneteenth, man? you going to just set a bunch of black people free? They're going to barbecue. Bucks? They're going to barbecue and then... Nah. No, they probably have some dope celebrations. Yeah, they're probably show. partying. I'm, I'm assuming they're just probably having food. Yeah, nice little uh, kickback and, and chill and everybody, yeah, you know, like celebrate have... the holiday. But it is pretty trippy that, like, even when you're defeated in war, I think, people are so fucking indoctrinated with what they were fed while they were fighting. You know, that like, they're not willing to give that up. A lot of them, you know, it's their homes and shit, too. You imagine if they're like, yeah, the Union's coming down here and they're going to take all your shit. I'd probably still be fighting, too. <laughs> oh, by the way, you're, you guys got to join. You're part of their country again. Sorry. Lay down your arms and suck this dick. I'm like, hold on a second. I don't want to do either one of those. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, no, it is cool. Um... That we got out of fucking slavery when we did. Thank God. We had to we had Thank to goodness. man, because it's it's just it was so bad for so long, man. And now they've just figured <clears throat> out slavery in a different form. You know, it's financial slavery. But there are still there is still slavery going on in parts of the world. Oh dude, there's slavery about, all over the world. Sex slaves, all kinds of all kinds of shit going on, so well, we just I mean, don't like, hear about as often. What What is the definition of being a slave? You know, it's like working for being nothing, f- being forced to work without getting paid. Yeah, like not having and not yeah, not having a choice. Yeah, being threatened if you try to leave. Yeah, and I mean that shit happens all over the place too, but just in different degrees, I suppose. You know, it's not like you have this fucking plantation owner that's got a hundred people. And he's housing, and he's feeding, and he's all this crap in him, you know? And then he's forcing them to work and shit. It's more like you got giant warehouses. You where mean people, nowadays. Yeah. yeah, nowadays. You got giant warehouses where people financially can't really escape. Yeah. And they rely on this company so much to provide things for them. You know, it's a different kind of slavery. Yeah. But it's definitely financially motivated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you get you get a little bit of freedom, but not enough. They gonna they gonna have you selling them burgers at Whack Arnold's. <laughs> Man, you are the streets. The world. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's part of the world. I can do good for my community. <laughs> Gloves? What are you fucking OJ? What are you fucking OJ, bitch? <laughs> I seen that African when I was coming up the stairs. <laughs> ah, Whack Arnold's is tearing this family apart. <laughs> well, you always gone working. Ah. <laughs> Bitch, I'm trying to provide for this family and my community. <laughs> Corny ass motherfucker. Shout out Dave Chappelle. He's the man, the goat. Hell yeah. Legend. Yeah, no, I, I think it's crazy because the people that have the hardest time getting out of financial fucking poverty usually is, these days, it's mostly fucking... Uh, Lower uh, class and fucking immigrant people. Yep. It's, you know, the people that have the worst lives in this country, bro. It's fucking people on drugs. So Usually, usually. Has slavery changed that much? It's physically not as bad in the sense that you're not going to get, like, 
Because back then they were just like, all right, we're going to murder you with dogs. We're going to fucking We're killing your kids, then we're killing you. We're going to let you watch yeah. while we kill these kids. Or like they'll do what they did in Roots where he tried to run and they chop his foot off. Kunta like, Kente. Yeah, Kunta yeah. Kente. Shout out LeVar Burton. Yeah, LeVar Burton, LeVar man. LeVar Burton, man. He is awesome. Great actor. Great actor. He was Kunta Kente, but yeah, they... Uh, Reading Rainbow. <laughs> and Take a look. In a book, reading rainbow. I still want a death metal version of that song. I feel yeah. like I feel like Levar Burton would be down, and then he also Star Trek. But yeah, yeah. But back then they would just murder you, maim you, and then you had no protection or rights. Now you do to a degree, but one a few people can't take on the entire system where the corporation and the the government is just. They're just trying to just bleed you. I'm like, all right. Well, that's what kills me about, like, when companies try to shut down unions. You know, they're they're usually like the lower-income workers trying to get together for things like health care and dental yeah. and, and better raises, oh, better yeah. working like conditions. Like, the guys are like... Every and factor. a lot of them are fucking black and Latino, and, you know, a lot of them are lower-income white people and shit. Oh, yeah. So... And his cabinets was that 100%. So, yeah. Well, I think it's crazy like when... They see, like, because there had to have been movements in the slave times where they got together and were like, yo, we need a couple things or else we can't do our jobs. John Brown was, he was an abolitionist yeah, in the John 1850s, Brown. and he tried to do that, and they said no. So mm-hmm. then he went around and started liberating by four slaves. And then sla- there was a group of slaves that decided, like, all right, we're going to keep this going. But the South was like, we're not having it. Yeah. And those slaves were all returned, probably killed. John Brown was uh, murdered in public. He was yeah. hung. Yeah. And, th- and they were like, this is what happens this when... This is what happens when you fucking go against us. Yeah. You know? And it, it's crazy because I don't think... Shout out uh, John, John Brown and the slaves that were trying to be free. I think that yeah. for all the people that, you know fought for freedom definitely in that time of like the civil war and slavery in america oh it's brutal it's crazy how some of them survived and it's crazy how some of them didn't survive some of them that did survive you know that served served or didn't serve in the union army how the hell did harriet tudman fucking skate she skated through all those underground railroads oh she yeah shout out to her too like we might you know we do make jokes on occasion but Harriet Tubman, the the shit she did and the amount of danger she dealt with yeah. every day. She ran so many slaves. Yeah, and, and the fact so many of them the, the fact that she didn't get murdered and managed to evade people for so for long. for so long. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, black people, man. Hell yeah. Basketball wouldn't be the same without you. Absolutely. <laughs> have also football too. At this Track point. football. There's a great joke I think Bill Burr has, and it's all about how uh, black people are great at sports. Yeah, he's like, man, it wasn't just a marathon. We're running through fucking states. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen seen that. I love Bill Burr. No, Bill Burr's a funny dude. But yeah, shout out, happy Juneteenth, and... uh, Father's Day. Watch out, folks. They're, They're coming up with different ways to be slaves, or make us slaves, man. Fuck the people. Despite all my rage, I'm still just just a rat in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. Soundgarden, man. No. Who? Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins, that's right, that's right. Same same period. Similar. Northwest. Yeah. Actually, Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins is from Chicago. Well, cool, son. But. Whoa, Chicago. That's, that's Soundgarden. That's, that's Northwest for you. All right. Well, on that note, Trevor, you want to hop into your uh, album review? I can. How are we doing on time? Uh, 24. Nice. Okay. I'm going to talk about something for just a minute. Something for just a minute. Trevor's minute. Subject. Coming in on the telephone for me. Let me use my radio voice to announce. Speaking of the radio. Okay. Here we go. So I'm going to play album review. This is Muddy Waters, the great. Muddy Waters, the blues player, one of the, one of the greatest. Trevor's getting into the blues here this yeah, past yeah. week. I mean, fathers and at least older. Father black. of mine. Oh. Tell me where have you been? For Juneteenth and for fathers, I figured Muddy Waters ties both together. Father's Day, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. So here's the, this album from the '60s called After the Rain, and uh, I'll play you some 
rolling and tumbling. Fuck you, ads. Here we go. Pause it after me. appreciation for the American blues so when the British invasion happened they helped get Muddy Waters and Howling Wolf these guys big again because they were at this point kind of getting slid out by all these clean cut white guys like the Beach Boys and shit that were that Elvis was, Presley Elvis Presley and guys and like Muddy Waters and these guys had been had been fucking grinding on the circuit since the 40s. Isn't that crazy yeah. how much uh, black music's been stolen by white... Oh, it's uh, ridiculous. ...white fucking recording Dude, artists. the whole thing of Led white, Zeppelin. Uh, producers and Led shit. Zeppelin took all kinds... Yeah. As much as I love Led Zeppelin, they took crazy amounts of riffs from artists that yeah. were too... Motown, man. Motown's Motown. a perfect example of yeah. all the stuff that, like... Robert Johnson will have a shit taken. A ton of uh, black artists wrote and performed, and then they just had somebody else with uh, a white face and a maybe a cleaner yep. voice or some shit yep. come in and, and re-record you know and that's fucking crazy because I think it happens in a lot of different uh, House of the ways. Rising Sun yeah yeah. the animals did it but it had been a it been a song written by a black lady in the 30s this is a blues blues song but when when you say House of the Rising Sun everyone's been like the animals yeah they're not gonna think I think her name is Betty Jo, but they're not going to think with the old black lady in the Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Betty Jo? <laughs> but, yeah, it's crazy. Stuff yeah. getting stolen. And now and now rap is stealing from rock, so it's come full circle. It, it, it does come full circle. <laughs> everybody full steals circle. from everybody in Eventually. music. And, and I think it's the way that I think creatively people... They, they always have to feed off of somebody that else was creative at a point, you know? Because that's how creative minds work, is they feed off of somebody else that was also being creative. Yeah, yeah like now ASAP Rocky's talking about how he likes to wear dresses because it's punk rock. I'm like, you're doing the same thing that punk rockers did in the 80s, which, good for you, but ASAP, sure. there's a lot of guys that are like, hey, we like punk and metal for what they stood for. That's why a lot of the rappers are doing crazy shit. Yeah, standing and, out. And they're trying to do the punk rock thing. I've in like Gigi Allen gets fucking mentioned by rappers with Lil Yachty's guys you wouldn't expect, but they're like, yeah, we like their attitude because little transmission. Yeah, <laughs> got a little transmission. Yeah, let's start start naming car parts. Little, little Cadillac converter. Little carburetor. <laughs> little flywheel. Yeah. Little roll tire. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, man, uh, Money Waters is great, and I'm a huge fan of the blues coming from yeah. the South. Uh, I got uh, brought up on a lot of good Southern music. Um, a lot of uh, whitewash stuff, a lot of um, stuff that was stolen, but as you get into music history um, later, later on as you grow up, yeah. I think you learn more about how 
the dynamics play out so in, you, in a lot of music. You learn like where guys like Eric Clapton and, and the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin got their inspiration well, from. Well, I love that. I love Elvis Presley's story because yeah. basically he was a kid from the South, Tennessee, Tennessee, and yeah. he was a decent singer, a good guitar player. And so they basically took a bunch of music that had already been recorded, let him record over it, yeah. and put his own little spin on it. He did a lot of black gospel, too. Exactly. He yeah. did a lot of church music at first, too. A lot of black church music. Um, and then he got it to be more of a showman and stuff. And uh, Florida Days, Georgia Nights, man. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, Elvis Presley's a great example of you know what happens when white people step in and come and steal some shit from other people. And there's Eminem. Yeah. Oh man, there was a crazy episode of uh, Legion of Skanks. Ultra vultures. I've heard that term. Ultra vulture. Well, it was a crazy episode of Legion of Skanks, and they were reading this book on like uh, anti-racism or something, and it was like all the, uh, I guess what would be the word, uh, stereotypes of people. Some are good, some are bad, and they were like black people stereotypes that uh, they're good at sports. You know, not all black people are good at sports, but it's a positive stereotype, yeah, it's kind a positive of. positive one. Um, and uh, there's one for white people. It's like, we can't dance. You know? <laughs> That's another one. But uh, one of the ones was that uh, black people are good at sports and white people are good leaders. And, and, <laughs> and so... That is a dangerous Big J, one. Big J, and, and he riffed on that the whole rest of the episode. Was he just doing Hitler Because things? there was a black guy, I think it was Jimmy Martinez or somebody else was there, and he was like, you're good at sports, but this isn't sports, okay? I'm the leader, you know? <laughs> but it was just, it was such a funny thing. Uh, you know, this Was guy there some bonfire or was this Legion of Skanks? Legion of Skanks, ah, okay. yeah. Shout out Legion of Skanks, Louis yeah. T. Gomez, Dave Smith. Big J. Okerson. Those guys are amazing. And special guests to come on. Oh, of yeah. course. Shane Gillis. Yeah. <laughs> I love Shane. Yeah, man. All right. Good stuff. You want to do your movie review? Yeah, we can pop over onto the movie side of the thing. Um, I watched a movie a few nights ago. I thought it was really interesting. I had seen um, clips for it over the years, uh, last couple years, and I never got a chance to actually sit down and watch it. It's called The Art of Self-Defense, oh. and I think it's a 2018 or 19 movie, and it stars uh, the guy from uh, Zombieland, uh, the oh. curly-haired kid. Yeah. Yeah, it stars him, and he's basically a very scared uh, guy that's at his job, and he hates his job, and he's just trying to you know, get by on the day-to-day. -day. Um, he has a small dog. It's a dachshund, uh, a little wiener dog. Yeah, and, and that's his only friend. He doesn't have a girlfriend uh, or anything. And so he's very lonely. Uh, and what ends up so happening lonely. to him is one night he's going out to get dog food. And while he's uh, walking, uh, some guys ride up on a, a motorcycle, like a dirt bike. And they hop off and they jump him. And they beat him up pretty bad, almost kill him. Take his stuff. Yeah, they rob him. Um and what ends up happening is he wakes up in the hospital and now he's more afraid than ever. You know, he was he was originally afraid and you yeah, know he just got jumped and he just got jumped stolen. going to get dog food, you know. That's so he ends up getting the nerve to go into a karate studio. And he meets the karate teacher, the master, and he really likes the guy. He's very charismatic. You know, he's he's very uh you know, I wouldn't say knowledgeable, but he's very—he's a good people person. So the guy uh, gets him to come back to his first class. You know, he goes, the first class is free. Just show up, you know, and come see if it's good for you. So he comes back the next day, and he really does like the class. He shows him a few moves, and, you know, he gets in there with a buddy. You know, his friend kind of um, is uh, showing him. He, he meets friends through the class. There you go. So he begins to start to take karate, and he's liking it. He gets his first belt. He goes up from white to yellow. Hey. And, you know, it symbolizes him moving up in karate. And, you know, there you go. He, he's getting some self-confidence, but he's not feeling confident in his life when he's outside of karate. He's still feeling like himself. So he comes up with this idea, and I love this idea. It's hilarious. He, he goes and he makes uh, a belt 
a custom belt like that's the color of his belt you know like a, a, a yellow one for his gi exactly yeah but he makes it for everyday use so you can wear it with anything nice um and then he goes to go to this company to have a, a one made specially and they go we can only make 50 and so he buys belts for like the entire dojo like wear around everywhere belts and the funniest joke is that he gives the the, the sensei, the master, a black belt because he's a black belt. Yeah. Belts are normally black, and and the sensei is like, "This means so much to me," you know. And he puts it on, and he's like, and he leans back in his chair, and he's like really soaking in the black belt moment. But I just love that <laughs> it's a black belt. Most belts are fucking black. They're black or brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he just gave him a regular belt, and yeah. he's like, whoa, I've never had this kind of feeling before. He just gives him, like, a hot pink belt, like, yeah. Well, he's got colors for all the different people in his class. He's got blue, and he's got brown, and, you know. Hopefully it's not like the Power Rangers, like the yeah. yellow Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I overshot here is in the class there is this really hot girl. Yeah. And uh, she's really badass at karate. Hell yeah. What you come to find out is that the sensei is a big misogynist. He doesn't like women at all. Oh. Well, he, he, I don't know. In the movie, at least, for what it shows, he really doesn't like women, and he doesn't like women in karate. He thinks they're weak. You know? And she's one of the best students, but she's been passed over for her black belt, like, many times. Because she's a woman. Because she's a woman. That's and she even teaches the, the smaller class, like the children's class. Okay. So, so she's a great uh, martial artist, but the guy's a dick. And what ends up happening is he gets the the nerdy kid uh, ballsy enough to go out and try to find the people that that jumped him. Um, so he calls him up and he says, "I got the guy, you know, I got one of the guys." And he sees the bike that's outside um, of a bar. And when a guy comes stumbling out, the teacher goes, "That's him. You know, you should go fuck him up." And when he does, you know, he asks him about it, but the guy's just wasted. He like falls over picks him back up and he punches him um while he's doing this the uh sensei's there with a video camera oh that's not good yeah just you know insurance policy so come to find out the sensei's a real piece of shit dude he's been uh overcharging students he's been uh doing all these shady things um he brought in this kid to be his accountant because he got fired from his old job for striking his boss. You know, he like stood up to his boss and he hit him. And he was an accountant in the other job. And and yeah, he comes to the, to the dojo to be their accountant. What he finds out is that this guy is is a piece of shit. He's been overcharging people. He's been uh, charging them after they're not there. You know, uh, once they've shady. left. Um, and at a point in the movie, his dog gets killed. Who, the senseis? No, the the main character. Oh, man, yeah. the little wiener dog. And uh, there was a point in the movie earlier where the sensei was talking about him getting a more masculine dog. You know? So Just talking shit about his dog. He basically kills his dog and gets him a German Shepherd to replace him. And he goes, he leaves a note in his house and he goes, be the alpha or it'll bite you in the throat while you sleep. You know, and it was just a confirmation that, like, he had dirt on him. He killed his fucking dog. He's, like, tearing this dude's life up. And then come to find out that he is one with the with the uh, karate class and the night classes, which are more extreme, where they do, like, real fucking combat. It's all heavy metal. That was something, too. God damn it. I'm remembering so much. I just saw it They're two years heavy ago. metal. So he, he instructs him to stop listening to, he's listening to classic rock. And he goes, no, you don't listen to classic rock anymore. You listen to metal. Metal is the most hardcore music out there. And so he just Did makes he him start listening. Uh, I don't know. It was just like general, really heavy metal. Okay. But he gets him really into heavy metal. Nice. <laughs> um, and what ends up happening is he, he finds out that the class is a front to get more students. So they have a bunch of motorcycles. The class was picked him out. Uh, and jumped him with the motorbikes. Oh, yeah. shit. 
Uh, so everything. So he's like, I gotta defend, learn how to defend myself. Yep. Spit, ah. Yep. So it's a good marketing tactic. Highly illegal, but a good nuts. marketing tactic. So what ends yeah. up happening is one of the students commits suicide. He can't handle all the crazy shit. Uh, the girl uh, is basically like kicked. She's not kicked out of the class, but she gets stepped over again. She almost kills this one dude uh, fighting him. Uh, the guy eventually just goes, I'm going to fuck this guy up. And one of the rules that they had in the dojo, there's like 10 rules. The 11th rule is no guns. And it's hilarious because he goes, I challenge you to uh, armed com- or unarmed combat. You know, and he goes, you're going to lose. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, if I win, you gotta, you're going to die and that'll be enough. So the whole culmination is they go together to get a, a karate match going at the very end of the movie. And they bow to each other. And while they're bowing to each other, he just whips out a handgun and blows the fucking guy away. The main character shoots him? The main character shoots the sensei and just blows his head off. Nice. And then he walks over to him and he has this whole speech uh, that's really funny. It's about how, you know, guns don't make you weak or some shit. It, it, it's pretty hilarious. Um, the movie was great. Second Amendment rights. Yeah, the movie was great. <laughs> I love that that was one of the rules, no guns, and in the end he just shoots him in the fucking head. Oh, he's going to um, probably lose. Definitely worth a watch. Seven out of ten rolls of film. Reels of film. Okay. Yeah. I think you'd like it. It's a pretty funny movie. Okay, that's yeah, good. Man. Yeah, so that's my movie review. Check it out, folks. The Art of Self-Defense. How are we in time? 41. All right. So... Our defense. We could talk about... I was driving home earlier, and when I was driving home, I was passing the 7-Eleven, and like a block or two before the 7-Eleven, I was going to stop for coffee. There was a guy that was just passed out on the ground. Yep. And there were two people standing around him, and it was one dude with his arms folded across, and uh, it's one lady that's like trying to kind of shake him a little bit. But this dude is just passed out hard on the ground. I've seen guys. I have seen guys <laughs> face first on some night before. And I'm just sitting there driving by, and I get a quick glimpse of this whole situation. And I'm trying to put together, you know, what it is. It was a larger guy on the ground. He was like 250 or so. Um, Probably fentanyl. No, I don't think it was fentanyl. But I think the guy was just wasted. Because the way that the other guy was standing, he was standing there like he was pissed off. And I was like, he's probably seen this before. (laughs) He's probably had to deal with this once or twice. And the girl's just kind of gently shaking him, trying to get him up. And I'm I'm betting like that's either his girl or that's either the other guy's girl. And they're just fucking having a time with this drunk asshole right now. (laughs) But I don't know, folks. Be careful out there. There's people just on the sidewalk laying down. Oh, there's a there's a new camp now right over here, so the new people, camp pop up. Yeah, new camp popped up and uh, there's there should be that an part. app for that. There should be an app for homeless camp pop ups. Well, the the little tiny park we have across the street that's a tiny tiny park. Whole you mean camp there? You mean the square of yeah of, of grass of grass? Yeah, it's a small square of grass, bro. There's yeah. nothing there. It's a city park, but yeah, there's. Well, a I love little, that there's, there's a, a small there. walking trail, maybe like fifty feet or something, and then there's yeah. a bench, and that's the park. Yep. There's a bench, and there's fifty feet of walking. <laughs> and there's there's like a couple of flower beds with some flowers in it, but yeah, you have a bum camp there's a guy Friday is shitting right on the sidewalk right there he's yeah. like you got a problem I have my cigarettes and coffee it's time to go ah, nothing to live for you yeah. ever ate three cans of chili it's not good <laughs> yeah. yeah homeless people are fun until they're not yep having been there myself same thing I think everybody's been homeless to a certain extent. If you're an adult out on your own and you've ever not been able to call someplace your home, yeah, yeah, technically you're homeless. But yeah, there's people that just, they stop giving a fuck. I think that, I think it's easy to make excuses, man. I think it's harder to work hard at something and it doesn't pay off uh, immediately when you do something right. Yeah. It's more of an investment in yourself. Just like us moving to this people. place. Yeah. 
it took a long time for us to get our feet on the ground, but once we did, we were fine. Yeah. You know, and that's the difference between certain people, man. Is that we all have the capability to be great, man. It's just, do you want to make the sacrifices? There's a lot of people that just don't. And some people get caught up in the in the craziness of life, man. A lot of things can happen to a person to where they end up homeless, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and with a bad drug problem and a lot of things going wrong in their, in their world. It can all start with a bad arrest, you know, one bad arrest and your whole life could be fucking done. So you're in a bad relationship and it drives you crazy. I said this before, I think, on the podcast, and it might have been last episode or the episode before. But, like, I think the difference between a good and a bad guy is a couple decisions, you know? Yeah. Just a few bad decisions can really make you a bad person. So, you know, try your best to... If, you, if, you, if you're not sure about something, you know, stop and think. You know, weigh the options and then fucking move forward. Um, because people easily make bad mistakes, man. Yeah. And it's not to say that people can't come back from mistakes, but man, it makes it a lot harder if you've made a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can only burn so many bridges before you're on an island. That's a good one. Yeah. I got some, some quotes and shit. It's like, uh... Man who stand stand in the toilet get high on pot. <laughs> There's one I got for you. That's funny. All right, you got anything else here, Trevor? We got yeah, a few minutes here. What are we at right now? Fifteen. Okay. Actually, uh, yeah, we we got the whole thing on. Um, we, we, do you want to talk about the death penalty right now, or some cop stories, or gambling? You can talk about some cop stories. Yeah. You know, Juneteenth, and uh, cops don't have the best reputation in black communities, so why not? We definitely don't. Yes. Thanks. Right. I got a cop story. Go first. So when I was 18, mm. I was driving... Um, over to my buddy's house after me my friend Angelo my friend John and like one other person had just got done smoking so we were heading across town and I'm white Angelo's Puerto Rican John's black the other kid's black so we're driving through the town and we're getting into the rougher part of the neighborhood because that's where John lives so we had to go drop him as we're going, we get pulled over by the cops. We don't realize really what's going on. We uh, had just got done smoking, so we were a little paranoid, but we didn't have any drugs on us. So we thought it was gonna be all cool. Yeah. They pull us over, one car gets behind us, and out of nowhere, like three other cars just box us in. Oh shit. Like one on the right, one on the left, one right in front, Damn. and they're all under covers, and all their lights go up. Damn. And we're like, what is happening? And they instruct us to get out of the car. And so we all do, you know, one at a time. They get us all on the ground. We're like dirt down in the ground. Taking the dirt. Uh, and these guys get us up after we're handcuffed and they start questioning us. And we're all like, what is going on? So apparently we'd fit the description of uh, four people that had just robbed the bank. But I, I didn't understand what was happening because we were doing the speed limit. We weren't doing shit, you know. Uh, but they pulled us out and they fucking harassed uh, all of us. You know, it didn't matter the color of your skin or nothing. They were four guys. Yep. And, and the cops are just fucked up that way sometimes, man. And it depends on the cops you get. Sometimes I've had cops that are real nice. Sometimes I've had cops that are just complete pricks and they, they want to fucking take you to jail. Yeah. Really depends on the cop you get, I suppose. How much of their quarter do they want us to fail? Yeah, but after they figured out what happened, they ran our, uh, they ran my car's plates. They uh, did background checks on all of us. They didn't apologize. They just took us out of the handcuffs and told us to leave. So, long they story short, if you don't have a lot of money, you can get pulled over by the cops and thrown on the ground. And then they won't apologize. Yeah. And they'll say, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember one time I was. 
I I was working out at the high school I just graduated from, and I was I had like gone to the track, and I was like stretching and stuff, and uh, okay, and I uh, I had gone over to a corner to pee, and as I was peeing, I was over near the old wrestling room. All of a sudden, I heard these footsteps come up. And this guy, this guy was like, hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> and I immediately knew, like, oh, shit, it's a cop. Uh, so I was like, I'm just stretching. You know, technically I was. I was stretching my stretching my dick out. Yeah. <laughs> so I immediately, you know, put, put the it dick away. away. Put it away. And I was like, all right, be cool. And, and I, had my, uh, I had my punk jacket on and I had a mohawk at the time. Yep. And uh, he was not having it. You delinquent. <laughs> He's like, and I remember it was Christmas. He's like, it's Christmas. Why aren't you with your family? Like, <laughs> it wasn't casual. He was like a dick about it. And I yeah. was like, and he had me, of course, sitting on the. You could have been real funny and been like, my dad's dead. My mom killed him. Yep. <laughs> but I could have done something. <laughs> no, you're right. I could have. But he had me sitting on the curb, and he was, he was, and he was, he was getting the handcuffs out as he was asking me these questions. Like, I just wanted to work out, man. I was trying to stay fit. And he just he immediately, I remember, I just, he put my head. You in your mouth, and he whips out his dick. You're like, ah! <laughs> I didn't have it. But, uh, yeah, I remember he just, when I said that, he just looked at my jacket, looked at my, looked at my hair, gave a disgusted look. And, <clears throat> and I immediately thought, like, did you get raped at a punk rock show when you were younger? He's like, no, but my son became one of you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he after he questioned me for ten minutes, he finally let me go, didn't apologize or anything. He's like, get out of here. Same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, don't uh, don't try to work on Christmas Mohawk. Suspicious. Don't go peeing in corners when you shouldn't. <laughs> I had to pee. There was nowhere else to go. Yeah. Guess it's better than peeing on the track. <laughs> True. Hey, what are you doing? Well, I can't pee in public, but if I go over there, you're going to see me. So I'd rather take my shot in the middle of the track. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think this is a pretty good one, Trevor. You ready to play us out? Yeah, are we on time? Yeah, we got a few minutes, but I'm getting tired, man. It's been a long day for me, and I'm glad to be here with you like always, but I think I'm ready to wrap this one. All right. Yeah, buddy. So let's get some good chords going. Yeah. This is Trevor, in A minor. And I don't mean a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's an A minor. But yeah. <laughs> little music, Joe. today it's been awesome happy juneteenth happy father's day have a good one we appreciate you being here with us and we'll get you next time later peace